Welcome to another inspirational podcast from Abundant Life Church, where we believe that God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you. Now join us as we dive into today's message. But, but we're in this Easter season, and, 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 I, and I'm so excited because there's some things that we're going to start today. we got a new series that we're kicking off this morning, and I'm so privileged and, and honored to get to communicate the first part in this series that we have titled Marked. Somebody say Marked. Now, before we move further into this series, it's important to note that we just concluded last week a powerful teaching, a, and, and, and it was a series, but it's more than that. It's something that the Lord has spoke to our heart on behalf of this house, and we called it Kingdom Builders. Any Kingdom Builders in the house this morning? Wave at me. Come on. And last week we made a challenge that we're believing for 300 people that can rally together that is willing to say, hey, I'm a kingdom builder. I'm going to set my daily declaration before the Lord through a time of prayer, praise, presentation. I'm going to sow a daily seed and I'm going to continue to believe that God's going to do greater things in my life as I'm driven this year and greater things in my church as I'm driven this year greater things in my family as I'm driven this year, in every area of our life, in our community. And so as kingdom builders, I want to encourage you to continue to be a part, continue to make your daily declarations, continue to be with us because we're believing greater for this year. Amen? We're believing greater for your life this year. We're believing greater again for our community this year. And it's exciting to know that we get to come together. Come on now, we're better together. We come together as kingdom builders for such a time as this to declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. And so if you're a kingdom builder, I want to encourage you, remain driven. Continue to set your declarations as we're moving, uh, as we continue to move forward this year. And with that in mind, we're moving right into this new series today. If you're new with us here at Abundant Life, we welcome you. We're so glad you give part of your weekend to be with us. For those of you that don't know, my name is Pastor Sean Thomas. And on behalf of the church, I welcome you. I'm so glad you're here. Those that are watching online, we're so glad that you're connected with us. You're right where you need to be. And I believe that God's going to meet you right where you are. Are And so it's going to be a great day today as we get into this thing. And you know, several months ago, as I was uh, kind of looking at the, the, the year, I was taking a prayer moment and I was just saying, Lord, you know, as we're in this new year, the prophetic word about being driven to take ownership with this word that's at hand, with this, with this message that's now been, been, been in uh, if you will, imprinted on our heart, I begin to pray about this this year and saying, Lord, how can I be more intentional in my drive? How can I be more intentional as I'm being driven? I know that I want to be driven for things that I'm believing for in my life, and whether it be spiritually or economically or or in my health or in my in, in, in my relationships. And but but I said, Lord, how can I be more intentional as far as who? I'm called to be in Christ Jesus. And the Lord just put this one simple word, which is our series titled, Marked. And this year, as I was praying a few months ago, the Lord said, Sean, I've marked you to be the difference. I've marked you now to go into your community and make a difference. And you need to understand that the plans that I have for your life is, is, is yes, for you to be able to walk victorious and prosperous and to walk in blessing, but more than that, it's so that I can flow through you and reach those that are around you. And I begin to ask myself, 
Lord, what, what, what does that mean in my time of prayer? I asked the Lord, what does this mean in time of prayer? And the Lord said simply again, marked. And he brought me uh, to this scripture, uh, and I'm just going to uh, quickly cite it for you this morning, but it's Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11. And the scripture simply says this, that we overcome the world by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We overcome the world by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. In other words, we overcome the world because we've been marked by the blood of Jesus. And I want to tell you this morning that there is power in the blood of Jesus. The blood, it never fails. The blood of Jesus is still strong. And I want to let you know that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're battling, that the blood of Jesus, the redemptive power of Christ, is alive and active and present this very moment. It doesn't matter if you feel like you missed it. It doesn't matter if you feel like you struck out. It doesn't matter if you don't feel like you're getting it right. Because in this moment right now, I can declare the blood of Jesus over my life. And his marking on my life says all things are made new in the mighty name of Jesus. And I don't know about you, but when I think about the goodness of my God, and I think about what my life looked like when I wasn't living for the Lord, but then when I discovered who God was in my life, and that He marked me, and that He changed me, and that He raised me up, that He set my feet on solid ground, come on, as the song declares, and then I turn myself around and sing, hallelujah, praise you, Jesus. Come on, Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and the honor because of what you've done in my life. I don't know about you, but our God, he is a way maker, a chain breaker, a miracle worker. He's a light in the darkness. He's a present help in time of need. He is my peace. He is my righteousness. He is my provider. Come on, he gives me victory. He steadies my hands so that I can continue to look forward, that my best days are the ones that are in front of me and not behind me. Thank God I've been marked by the blood of Jesus. But then it talks about the testimony. And I want to talk to you this morning about the testimony. Because I thank the Lord that he's marked my life by the blood. But now it's my responsibility to mark the world with my testimony. Anybody got a testimony this morning of what God's done in your life? Anybody got a testimony of the goodness of God? And how he saved you, and how he changed you, and how he redeemed you, and how in a moment you felt like it was all falling apart, but in a moment he made all things new. I don't know about you, but it excites me to know that I got a testimony in Christ Jesus. But more importantly, it's absolutely imperative for us to know that our testimony is what God has given us to mark our generation with life. Somebody say marked. Now, with that in mind, you're probably looking over my shoulder and you're wondering, what is this large, empty canvas all about? You say, Sean, just a few weeks ago, you laid out stones on the stage. Now, you have a big painting canvas? What is going on here? Raul, stay in your seat today. (laughs) I love you, man. Who knows? You might be called up. But the Lord put this picture on my mind today. Because as we're talking about marked, I couldn't help but to look at the world as a canvas. 
And the reality is this, is that the world is nothing but an empty canvas waiting for us to make our mark on the world. Think about every day when we get up and we leave our house, how many people do we encounter that, that, that feel broken, that feel depressed, that feel oppressed, that are sick, that are hurting? There's an emptiness inside of them, and they're waiting for us to make our mark. They're waiting on us to testify about the goodness of God. And so as we go and approach our day-to-day and our week-to-week, I want you to get a picture of what the world would look like in your eyes. Because while the mission statement of the church is reaching our world with life, I want you to be personal. How am I going to reach my world with life? Because my steps are different than your steps. And your steps are different than the person to the left or to the right. All of our steps are ordered of the Lord, but all of our steps are going to be accomplished differently. Ultimately, though, leading us to the same place. But every day when you step foot into your community, into your world, it's important to recognize that there is a brokenness and an emptiness that is in the world. And God is waiting for us to literally, I hope they shook these up really well. This wouldn't be a very good illustration if it didn't work. There we go. He's waiting for us to make our mark. And when we go into our day and we see our testimony as a marker, as a marker, whose life can I encounter today? Whose life can I reach today? Whose life can I mark with the goodness of God today? Not who can I slap upside the head with a Bible, hit them with 10 Bible tracts, but how can my life as a testimony of what God's done in my life be the marking difference in their life? I want to read a scripture to you this morning, and if you can, turn with me in your Bibles, your phones, your iPads, whatever that you have, God's Word this morning, and I want you to to turn with me over to the book of Luke, chapter 9, verse 23. Book of Luke, chapter 9, verse 23. Turn with me over there this morning. The scripture says this, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Me, isn't it interesting that the scripture says, if anyone and not everyone? The scripture said, if anyone desires me, not if everyone desires me. Well, shouldn't everyone desire God? Absolutely. But they don't know how they can desire God unless someone tells them about the goodness of God. But here's the thing is, is, is the scripture saying, if anyone desires me, anyone desire God today? Anyone desire what God has today? Anybody want to see God move greater in your life today? But here's the thing. Our heart and our desire to, should be to want to experience more of God. But Jesus says it comes with a cost. And it comes with a price. Because many of us desire what he has. But many of us don't desire to be more like who he is. And if you want to have more of what he has, it means you need to be more of like who he is. Okay, you're not with me this morning. This is warm-ups. I'm helping you out today, okay? Here's Here's the understanding behind it. Anyone can want what God has. But he's saying if you're going to be about that life, if you're going to be about that abundant life, 
then it's important that it's not just what you can get from me. It's imperative to understand it's how you can look like me, how you can represent me, how you can live out who I am in your world. And if you're running into roadblocks in your Christian walk and in your Christian life, you need to ask yourself, am I desiring to be more like him or am I desiring to be more like me? Do I desire to be like him on Sundays and be like me the rest of the days? Because that life is not just found in a weekend. That life is found through and through 365. I met this girl um, a couple months ago. I was at the mall. I was shopping, and she worked in this clothing store that I was at. She came up to me, and um, she tried to assist and help me, and, and she was super nice and uh, great help. And so we were talking a little bit. Uh, just some quick side, side chatter. I was just saying, you know, you're so helpful. Thank you. Man, you know, you got a great personality. And so we were chatting, and so she began to say the same thing. She said, man, she's like, you just seem so happy and joyful. And she goes, you know, are, are you a salesman? I said, well, <laughs> some might say that. <laughs> some might think that. And I, and, and I told her, no. I said, um, I said, I just love God. And um, God is good. And, and then she looked at me and, uh, and, and she just kind of had like this like look on her face. And then she followed up by saying, is this the part where you invite me to church? <laughs> it's good, right? And I told her, I said, well, yes and no. No, because I don't want you to think what I'm doing is to just get you to come to my church. I want you to know that who I am is because God really is good. Whether there's the walls or no walls. My witness is not about these walls. And my blessing is not about this building. And my ability to be chosen is not my ability to sit in these chairs. And I begin to think to myself, she knew what the church was. And that's our problem. The church is not a what the church is not a this. The church is not a that. The church is a who. It's who we are. And if we're going to make our mark, it can't just be about a place that we're just coming together. And don't get me wrong, I want everyone to come to church every single week so we can worship the Lord together. But if who I am in Christ is strictly and solely on a Sundays, I've missed it. Because who I am in Christ is every day of my life. And as the church... I go into my community. And so when she said, is this the part that you invite me to church? I responded, no, the church has come to you today. Because God loves you today. And he cares about you today. Now don't get me wrong, I got a seat saved for you on Sunday if you want to come. <laughs> Please be with us, I want you to be here. And I prayed for that young girl in that store. And she received Christ that day. And God began to move in her life. And I did invite her to church. But what I'm trying to communicate is that our ability to mark starts by us going out. And Jesus says this, if you're going to be about this life, if you're going to desire, if you're going to desire to come after me, you're going to need to deny yourself. And it's so easy with our testimony that self gets in the way. It's so easy for life to get in the way. 
It's so easy for things to begin to, to cause us to, 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 to lose our desire for God because we can wake up in the morning and be like, Lord, I'm all about it. I'm going to go and be a witness today. And next thing you know, you're at Starbucks and they put almond milk in instead of oat milk in and you just, I lost it. I'm going to put my witness on hold for a second to deal with this order. Could you imagine if Jesus did that? But that's not what Jesus, Jesus never lived his life like that. Because what he's talking about here is your desire to come after me is a commitment. It is a commitment. To take up your cross daily, it is a commitment. And he's saying daily, in every moment, take up your cross. Not when it is profitable only, not when it is convenient, not when it is easy, not when everything is working all together for my good, bless you God, thank you Jesus for my life. No, through and through our testimony has to be first and foremost everywhere that we go. We have to know that there are people in this moment right now that are on an assignment from Satan going to hell. That he is working, th you think the devil doesn't know the Bible? In fact, the devil probably knows the Bible better than most of us in here this morning. He's been around for a minute. And he knows exactly what to do. And it's so important as us being the church that we say, I'm not going to sit back any longer. I'm sorry, I'm getting off my phone and out of the home. I'm getting off the couch and out of the house. But for so long we've kept ourselves just to me, myself, and I, and I'm just going to sit. And we have lost our witness. Your witness is more than your thumbs moving around on social media. Your witness is who you are in your community. Jesus didn't say, hey, by the way, get in groups of two. All right, here's what I want you to do. Pull up your Twitter feed. And uh, James, John, why don't you go let the world know how good God is. They weren't doing that. He said, no. He said, you guys go out and two by two. If they reject you, shake the dust off your feet and keep it moving, baby. Because there are people to reach. There's a community that needs to experience and know the goodness of God. And we have a mandate from the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He said that it is our responsibility to go into all the world and preach the gospel. It's called the Great Commission. Yeah, 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 we've heard that before, the Great Commission. Co-mission, co meaning together, mission, the agenda that's at hand. He called it the great commission, not the great suggestion. It wasn't a good idea that he conjured up. It wasn't Siri suggests that you should go and try and witness to somebody today at Target. It's the great commission. It's the mandate on our life. And we got to get this lethargy off of us. We got to get this insecurity out of us. We got to know that we are bold in Christ Jesus. And he's given us the power to go into our community. Boldness is not about how loud you can get, by the way. Boldness is not about your personality and how extroverted you are. Boldness is that no matter what, I take up my cross daily and here's my stance. Not today, Satan. I'm going to be who you've called me to be. My lifestyle, my witness is on point at every moment, at every turn. But it's easy, I know. Oh, it's easy for things to get into the way and, 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 and cause us to not want to pick up that cross. But it's the commitment as Christians, if we want to see more of God, we got to take it up. Somebody say, take it up. 
we got to take that cross up daily. And so here's the thing that I want you to see this morning, if you're taking notes, this is important. Until you pick up your cross, you'll never make your mark. Until you pick up your cross, you're never going to make your mark. The Bible says this. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, Paul speaking. He says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. In other words, it doesn't matter what you're up against. God's power is made perfect in your weakness. His grace is sufficient for you. Everywhere that you go, God is with you. We sang about it earlier. The arms of the Father are surrounding you. So you don't have to question your ability to be a testimony or to be a witness or to make your mark. God is with you. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. And here's the thing that, that I want you to understand. Is that many of us, we want the Christ that's on the cross. But your commitment means that you have to also have the cross that was on Christ. We want everything that the cross can release, but Jesus says if you want that, you got to pick up your cross. But now understand this, as he said, you take up your cross. Someone say, my cross. He said, take up your cross, which means your cross and his cross are different. He didn't die on, or excuse me, he died on the cross to be savior of the world. Your cross isn't you dying on it to be savior of the world. That was already done. He came to be the savior of the earth. He called us to be the salt of the earth. So, so let's understand what is the cross so that we know what we're picking up or what, we're, what, what, what the mandate is. I want to give you three things this morning. The first thing is this. When we ask ourselves the question, what is the cross that he's asking us to take up? Number one, it's your calling. It's your calling. Number two, it's your cause. Number three, it's your concern. The cross is your calling. The cross is your cause. The cross is your concern. Your calling is who you are. Your cause is what you do. Your concern is who you're to reach. Your calling is who you are. Book of Luke chapter 14 says this. Jesus says, salt is good. But if the salt has lost its flavor, how is it to be seasoned? It's neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill, but men throw it out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. In the book of Matthew, he says, you're the salt of the earth. And how many times have we looked at the idea of salt in the Bible from the standpoint of cooking in the kitchen? Salt is a preservative. Salt adds flavoring. My witness is to preserve others and to be flavor in their life. Wow, you think highly of yourself. No, that's not what he's saying. He says in Luke 14, he says this is that it is for the land, for the soil, and for the dunghill. Now, y'all looking at me crazy because I said the word dunghill, the pile of poop. That's what it is. He said, what, what use is salt for? Salt is used in two very interesting ways. It is used as a fertilizer in soil to cause good things to grow. And in the dunghill, it's used as a disinfectant to cause bad things to die. Our testimony in Christ Jesus should be salt to cause good things to grow in this earth and cause bad things to die. 
your witness and your testimony when you're marking your world with life is to cause good things to grow, to see the lost find Jesus, to see those that are broken to be healed and whole, to see those that have given up on life, to see God give them victory in life. You are to be salt to season the soil and cause good things to grow. And where the enemy is trying to come in, we cause the bad things to die. I say, not today, Satan. I know the plans that I have are plans of the Lord, plans to give me a hope and a future, plans to prosper me. I'm not looking at what's behind me. I'm looking at what's ahead of me. I'm going to live my life to be fertilizer on good ground. But enemy, if you come at me, I'm disinfecting the situation because my trust is in you and you alone, God. He's caused us, our calling, who we are, is to be salt. So what is my cross? What is my calling to be salt? My cause. What am I called to do? Matthew says this, 28, verse 19, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you, and surely I am with you to the very end of age. He says this is what you're cause is, is to go into all the world and to make disciples, to go into the world to preach the gospel, to go into the world and to baptize, to go into the world to teach, to train in everything that is written. That's how Jesus is saying, you want to be more like me? You deny yourself, pick up your cross, be more like me? This is what it takes to do it. This is the cause. That's why we can't live our life seeking God just one day of the week. It is a lifestyle. The kingdom is a lifestyle. I'm not a kingdom builder just because I come to Tuesday morning prayer or Sunday at service. I'm a kingdom builder because I have set a daily declaration for my life. And I'm saying, Lord, I'm going to seek you in my prayer life. I'm going to seek you in my praise life. I'm going to seek you in my presentation life. Now we come together corporately, but it's a daily lifestyle before the Lord. And he's saying, you want to be about this life? You're called, but you have to have a cause. You're called, I heard this quote before, many are called, few are chosen. You ever heard that? Many are called, few are chosen. You want to know the answer to that? It's almost like a riddle. Because I thought that Peter said that we're a chosen generation. Doesn't that mean everybody? Everybody's chosen, but not everybody answers the call. When I answer the call, I become part of the, 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 the chosen few. Because it's a commitment to remain consistent with the call. And so he says there's a calling upon your life. There's a cause that's before your life. But here's where I want to focus the rest of our time this morning. There's a concern. When you woke up this morning, what were you concerned about? What you were going to wear? What your makeup looked like? How your hair looks? I don't have that problem. What was your concern this morning? Was it getting your kids dressed and ready and out the door without an argument on the way to church? What was your concern this morning? The cup of coffee that you needed to make sure that was hot and ready to go for you to get your day started right? Let me challenge you. Your concern in the morning is when you're seeking the Lord. Say, Lord, give me an assignment today. Give me an assignment today. I've been, I've been putting this into my prayer time saying, Lord... I'm not waiting for a divine appointment. I'm setting a divine appointment today. 
everyone that I encounter today, God, give me, give me an opportunity to be able to speak your truth and to let my testimony be able to impact a life. I can't let another day go by that someone is dying and on their way to hell. Lord, I'm going to be about this life. Yes, I'm going to experience everything that you made possible for me that happened on the cross. But Lord, i got to be more like you because Jesus, everywhere that you went, you were about impacting lives and influencing others. Lord, put that burden on my, can we not as the church have the burden for souls to the point that there's a groaning in our spirit that doesn't allow us to rest until we know we've fulfilled that day doing our best. We've got to have a hunger to reach the lost. We've got to have a desire to seek the unsaved. We have to have a, the, the, the mandate be so alive in our life that without fail, I'm going to say, Lord, whose life can I mark today? Who is your concern? The Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Now let's unpack that for a second. Because when we look at what the cross is for our life, it is our calling, it's our cause, it's our concern. But our concern is our Jerusalem, it's our Judea, it's our Samaria, it's the ends of the earth. What is your Jerusalem? Real simple. Jesus was speaking in terms of proximity. Jesus was saying, our Jerusalem, your friends and your family, your relatives. I got a question. Anybody believing for a loved one to be saved? Husband or a wife, son or a daughter? Hold your hand up. Who's believing for that? Curly, come up here. Come up here. I called you out, brother. Oh, isn't this fun? I'm not picking up stones today, don't worry. Come over here. Look how, let, let, let everyone see how good Curly looks this morning. Man, he, man, you got your, you've got your, I'm going to go get me a vest. Who you believe in for, uh, who you believe in to get saved in your family? My whole family. Your whole family. Yes. Your whole family. Okay, so come up with me, right? Because the Bible said, take up your cross. Okay, so you're going to take up your cross. And here's what I want you to do. Up in this left corner, on your Jerusalem, I want you to put your family. Like, draw your family. Draw your family, yeah. Draw your family up there. Up, up here, up here. Like a human being? You can go with a stick figure. Oh, okay. Look at that. Some long arms. <laughs> Does he have legs? Yeah, I think so. He should, right? Le uh, le le legs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. That's why. That's you. Yeah. But you're saved. Right. So when it comes to your Jerusalem, right? So let's just let's. I'll help this one out. Okay. So we'll. That's a her, by the way. Someone let Disney World know that? Y'all have a dog? Yes, I 
all dogs go to heaven, right? <laughs> that's supposed to be an ear. So that's your Jerusalem. And we're believing for them. So when you leave from here, in this canvas, which represents the empty world, you're going to go out and you're going to see yourself taking up your cross, not a can of spray paint, and you're going to go and make your mark, right? Correct. And you're not going to just say, oh, Lord, I hope that they get saved. No, they don't save. You're going to take the initiative. Yes. You're going to say, I'm going to go and do this yes. at whatever the cost is, yes. no matter what it takes. Yes. Because I believe that no matter what, the message and the mission of Christ Jesus is for me to go, not to sit. Correct? Because we're going to win the lost. So we're going to go and do it. Go and do it. (laughs) So that's our Jerusalem. It's our friends. It's your family. You understand what I'm saying? Who Who are you in direct proximity with that you can reach every day? That is in your household, your neighborhood. Who do you have influence over? Even your children. When I'm taking up my cross, when my children might not be acting accordingly to what I like, I'm not going to just lay down my cross. I'm going to stop. I'm going to deal with the matter, and I'm going to let them know God loves them, but this is not how we behave. This is how things should be. Listen, for your children, what I'm trying to help you out with is that every day, it doesn't matter what's going on, fathers, take up your cross. You're the head of the house. You're the high priest of your home. Don't you put down your cross. If you're wondering why your children aren't serving the Lord, are you taking up your cross daily? It's daily. It's in everything that we do. And so Jesus says, you're Jerusalem. But then there's also Judea. What's my Judea? My Judea is the workplace. It's the job. Anybody have somebody that they're believing to get saved at their job? I bet those hands are going to get cut in half now. Right? I'm going to use this young lady back here in the yellow. There you are. Yeah, you, ra- you raised your hand for the job, girl. Come on now. Come on, come on, come on. Quickly. Come on, doesn't she look absolutely lovely this morning? I help you up. Who are you believing for to get saved on the job? A friend. Right? So when we're coming into the job, right, so this is our Jerusalem, okay, here's your, here, here, here's, your, here's your Judea, this is the work, this is the school place, by the way, our schooling system, this is the places that, that you frequent regularly, this is your Starbucks, this is your, your, your public supermarket, this is where you go on the reg, where you're encountering people that, that, that you're familiar with, you might not have tight relationship, but you're familiar with them. This is where what we call we bridge the gap, meaning, you know, we start with the small talk and we get to know them a little bit, but we still allow the goodness of God in our testimony without them feeling like we're trying to be pushy. We're just saying, man, I love the Lord. Man, today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something that's, that, that, that God's just going to, he's going to use me to say something today. Maybe it's a kind word. So you believe him for the job, right? Do you know how to draw a job? Because I don't know how to draw a job or a workplace. Can you do a briefcase? Or an iPad to be relevant right up here. Can you put like a briefcase? That's like a Prada bag. I like that. That's good. And it also doubles as a school for the illustration. And a door. 
Or in some ways, if you carry your dog with you, it could be like a little, I don't know. <laughs> so the job, right? So here's my question. Tomorrow morning when you go into the job, are you going to let your testimony and what God's done in your life, in the moment, maybe where you're just hanging back, having, having, uh, uh, you're on your break and, and you're having a, a, I don't know, do you drink coffee? Do you drink tea? Do you drink water, girl? She drinks water. <laughs> Got to stay hydrated. So when you're staying hydrated on the job, right, and all that little small talk comes up about, man, did you see, you know, what so-and-so did at this thing and that thing, and you're on social media and you're talking about all this stuff, that's your moment to be able to say, hey, you know what? God loves you today. God loves you today. Can I tell you a story about how God impacted my life? That's your opportunity in your Judea to reach your world with life. Will you do it? Yes? Come on, give it up for this young, lovely young lady. You're saying, Sean, you're going a little overboard with all the illustrations this morning. This is, this is a little, you know, it could be, could be a little cheesy, a little whatever. I want you to understand how simple it is for you to make your mark. We overthink and overcomplicate our ability to have a testimony and to be a witness. It's not that complicated to go to your Jerusalem, your family, your friends. It's not that complicated when you're in your Judeas. But the Bible also says Samaria. These are the people that you don't know at all. These are the random moments that you happen to be in the store like I was with that other girl that was helping me at the mall. And she was saying, sir, can, 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 can I help you? And we got to talk. And, and in that moment, uh, God gave me the right words to be able to talk with her. Those are your Samarias. And so, so, so when we're in those moments, that's the unknown. I don't know how to draw an unknown, but we'll just go with this. This feels unknown. Is that Okay. How about this? It's our community. I want to have some fun. A couple of buildings. They're not dominoes, I promise. Right? This represents the unknown, the communities, where we're going. But then Jesus says the uttermost parts. The parts that are the furthest reach. The parts that we feel like we can never touch. The moments that we have the opportunity to be able to be about the mission, and I'm talking now foreign missions. This is our moments when we're talking about Fire Bible, and this is the moment when we're talking about supporting uh, our project efforts in Nicaragua or in Thailand with our boys and girls home. These are our missional moments that we have an opportunity to be able to finance the gospel, to be able to go to the uttermost parts. This is the moments that we have that we get to connect with those that are watching online today. That maybe you don't live locally, but God is still good right where you are. But if you live locally, come to the house of God. Because God is doing a great work in this house. And God wants to continue to do a great work. And he's causing us to do a great work as we make our mark. And so we've got our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria. We have our uttermost parts, which would be the rest of the world. But here's what I came to tell you this morning. So if we're going to make our mark, the Bible said it starts when you take up your cross. Take up your cross. Take up your cross. What's my cross? It's my testimony. What is my cross? It's my calling. What is my cross? It's my cause. What is my cross? It's my concern. 
What is my cross? My cross is my ability to reach my world with life. And see, here's the thing, right? Because until you pick up your cross, none of these are going to be able to experience his cross. You want to see your world turned upside down? It starts when you pick up yours so they can experience his. If there ever was a time that we were in a season for souls and that we are warring against flesh and blood in the kingdom of darkness, it's now. And while this might feel fun and cute and we laugh a little bit, you got to ask yourself today when I leave from here, who in my Jerusalem does not know the Lord? Who in my Jerusalem is on their last lifeline right now that's about to check out? Who, who, who that I might get to encounter this week when I'm, when, I, when I'm on the job or when I'm at school? And let me tell you something about schools, by the way. The school is equal to the job in the community, in the neighborhood for the mission ground. And while I would love for all of our children to have a safe, Christian, private education, I understand that that won't always be the case for everyone, and our schools need revival right now, which means our homes, parents, causes us to take up our cross so we can send them on an initiative to be a light in their school, to be a light in the dark place. Because this generation has a mandate from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to turn their world upside down. Well, I don't know if I can do it. I'm too afraid. I'm too scared. What did Jesus say? He said, when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will go into your Jerusalem. You will go into your Judea. You'll go into your Samaria. You'll go into all the earth. And you will mark your world with life. You can do it. You have a power source. And his name is the Holy Spirit. He's not just a, a hangout partner. He's not just a back reinforcement. He is the thing that gives you everything that you need to be a witness. Everywhere that you step foot, God is working all things together for your good, to give him glory, for your good, to be a witness and to mark your world with life. But until you pick up your cross and make your mark, the world will never experience his cross. Thank you for listening. We trust that what you heard today has encouraged you to live the abundant life. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on our website, AbundantLife.tv, or follow us on Instagram at AbundantLife underscore TV and Facebook at Come to Life. And remember, God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you.